Wandering Berry Center podcast. I am your host, Brian. Over there is Alex. Hey, everybody. And we're coming at you after a summer break. It's been a couple weeks, three weeks. That's right. It doesn't seem like it to you because we've been dishing out the episodes, but we actually haven't recorded in some time. Yep. So we caught up now. Um, so be nice. <laughs> so how are you doing, just in general? Pretty good. Enjoying, uh, well, I would say I'm enjoying the summer weather, but not today. It's just raining. Oh, that sucks because that's it's, beautif- okay. it's beautiful here. Although I could use some rain. Um, or we could use some rain, not me. <laughs> <laughs> just me. Just my little square footage. Um, what was I going to say? Any diet updates or major goings on? Um... No, nothing's really changed. Just part of the course right now. Um, yeah, just keeping up with what I'm doing. Got to hit the beach, you know, a couple times this this summer. So <laughs> just got to keep it steady and not go crazy. I decided I got to uh, not buy beer for a while and just keep it as a you know an occasional thing, right? When you go to the beach or whatever. Why um, were you having too much beer? No, not necessarily too much beer, but, you know, it's just a very, um, uh, what's the word? You know, as far as a diet goes and just maintaining everything, it's it's not the best thing to throw at your body. So you're sticking to the the liquors, is what you're saying. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, some scotch whiskeys and, you know. They're a little more friendly. <laughs> they actually sort of are. I mean, that's, that's funny as it sounds, not false yeah i mean in, in in one way you just have less liquid which i somehow to me makes that bad. <laughs> <laughs> well i was gonna say i mean you're still having alcohol so that right that, right all right. the effects of that are still there but but all the stuff that makes up the beer besides right. the alcohol, right you're not having any of the you know that super high carb count necessarily all the yeast and barley and whatever the beer is made of um we should just yeah. drink Everclear, 151. Right? Just, I mean, <laughs> be as pure all as everybody possible. wants to do is get drunk anyway, right? Who cares about the taste? Oh, man. <laughs> Are you uh, paying attention to the World Cup at all? That's ongoing. Uh, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I know that it's in Russia. Yep. yep. And I've just been waiting for something crazy to happen, but I don't think anything really has. I think there's been a few upsets. Um, oh, I mean, just crazy in the sense that it's in Russia, and Russia right now is. Oh, yeah, that is. You wild. know what I mean? Yeah, that I type do. Of thing. I do. <laughs> no, I could care less about the actual games. So, how about in your like? I was thinking about this before we started. How about in your like social circles, just either at work or. I guess. Yeah, our, I mean, a Canadian know... guy sits behind me, so he's he's been watching it at work a lot. He's <laughs> <laughs> just like on on like one of his side screens or something. Yeah, totally. <laughs> That's hilarious. He's a uh, he's rooting for England to to win. So okay, interesting. Yeah. Well, I, I was thinking because of just the history of England and Canada. Not well, yeah. I mean, he was born in England. Oh, okay. No, well, he wasn't. Go. His dad was, and he was born in Canada, but he's okay. 
yeah, he's half British, I guess. But so I was thinking about the World Cup, and the reason I asked about if anybody in your so it sounds like just one guy, and for me, only one guy. Um, oh, you're not keeping up with that, are you? No, I'm not. Yeah. And I was just thinking about it because it's it seems sort of funny because it's almost like the whole world is down for this big thing, and they're all watching it, and everybody's super pumped except America, and we're just kind of like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we have yeah, a team and everything. But it's just not our if we're not the best at it, we don't really <laughs> don't really want to get too involved. Yeah, I don't know. It just seems funny that it's, it seems bigger in the Olympics sometimes. And it's just I don't know. I thought it was funny that we we're just like, eh, we don't care. Is it from other countries perspectives bigger than the? I would think so, because it's much more accessible. If or at least I'm guessing it is, you know, like. Everybody, all it takes is a ball to play it, right? And in shin guards. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what kind of soccer you're playing, but football. Excuse me. You never wore those when you no, played I as def- a kid. No, definitely yeah. did. Definitely did. You didn't want Maybe that's only a kid thing because you're not coordinated enough to not kick each other <laughs> <laughs> with, cleats. with cleats. With cleats. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, that sounds painful, actually. Yeah. right now, sure does. Um, yeah, I could probably benefit from shin guards just in regular daily life, actually. Maybe some hip guards for me. <laughs> Freaking doorknobs, dude! <sighs> Hitting doorknobs with your waist is—it's <laughs> a real it's a struggle. It's... <laughs> I felt bad leaving that that house that we rented in college. Well, not rented, my friends parents owned all those doorknobs are at like a 20 degree angle <laughs> by the time <laughs> they're cheap knobs but still so i guess what that means is when i have a house of my own i'll make sure i buy sturdy doorknobs i can i'll test them out too in the store intentionally or not i mean you got to do you got to do like height and i would almost argue you get like rubber handles it's true i guess you could just you know maybe not overbuild the the knobs for contact but just move them up or just get uh there's got to be a way to do doors without them so you just have some All sort of sliders s- servo assisted slider or something no just you know the doors that slide into the wall oh yeah 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 you just do all of that or no doors except for maybe a front door <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, I w- that's well, all I wanted to ask about was the World Cup because I was just thinking about. Yeah, sorry, I don't really have too much. No, to, no, no, no. To it's, add there, I, I didn't think you would. I just again thought it was <laughs> thought it was funny yeah. that everybody else but us is is into it. We got a lot of other shit to to, to worry about here. We do. We got. <laughs> yeah, we do. I don't think I don't is care. There anything do going you? on right now? I don't think so. No. Um. All right, so let's move on. Okay. So I um, will be doing, I don't know, really have a catchy name or anything, so we'll have to think of it in post. Um, but so I went on a trip to Italy the past couple of weeks over our summer break and sort of the reason that existed. Um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't do shit, though, too. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, and primarily was going there to check out uh, the MotoGP race in Mugello, 
Valentino Rossi is the guy that I usually root for, um, although I really enjoy pretty much everybody. Um, but less about that. But going to Italy, obviously, and traveling, it's quite an, it's going to be a pretty intense experience, and this is my first time doing something like that. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to talk about, while it's fresh, um, some hopefully interesting just observations uh, about Italy and usually the differences between Italy and America and just some, some things that I noticed that are interesting, why they might be the way they are, and okay. and then did a little research on some of them and, well, and tried to do research on others and <laughs> couldn't really come up with it, so you and I will have to speculate. All right. I've never been to Italy, just so that the <laughs> listeners know. So I'll be coming at this blind. I think you'll do all right. Okay. First off, the travel. I mean, just to get over there. Oh, my goodness. That plane flight, you know, the flight is, ours was nine-something hours. That's flight time. Flight time. Just in the air time. And when you look at the size of the ocean that you're flying over, it's definitely, <laughs> definitely have a moment of, like, what That's the fuck? scary. Yeah. You look Did at you it, look at, like, like, on a map the exact, I mean, you can kind of figure it out just by thinking about it, but... Um... Like where over the ocean you were, the path the plane took. Uh, yeah, it was um. Up, well, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the plane was, was, uh, it was in the air. <laughs> Spoke for I was ready there. Um, it was one of the normal. There's like a couple channels that they use that are like that oh, ca- okay. capture the uh, the right Gulf, not Gulf streams, but the right air streams. Yeah. Um, and so this one, I believe, we would have. Um, I can go back and check, but uh, it went up and over, sort of like if you were looking at a globe rather than going straight across or whatever. Yeah, you actually, you right. actually kind of go up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't really describe how many degrees, and then you come back down, and that's sort of the nature of the curvature. You know, that's how the curve of the Earth works, which it's not flat, the Earth, that is. <laughs> now, when you're flying there, is the Earth spinning the opposite direction under you so you get there faster, or is it the other way around? <laughs> think um i'm pretty sure it's spinning with you okay when so you're going the from way America. there it took longer well, on the way really the, the flight time actually there was shorter but i by about 40 minutes maybe hmm. but i think that would have more to do with uh air conditions you know it which could, the, yeah 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 i guess i even, don't know which way the earth spins <laughs> do you i guess not <laughs> well <laughs> I'm I'm struggling to describe. It spins from right to left. I I want to say, but like, that's if you were looking at the Earth from, I guess, the Moon in with the Sun behind the Earth. Does that make sense? If you were looking at the Earth, well, it doesn't matter which. Well, the Moon it depends does on whether you're upright relative to how we normally look at the globe or not. Yeah. Well, it spins it on its axis. You're... Yeah. Um, obviously, the North being the North, so I guess it spins. Oh, we sound so dumb right now. Counterclockwise. Uh, counterclockwise, or clockwise, yeah, just... actually. Is it clockwise? I don't know. All right, let's save ourselves. We can move on. Yeah. Yeah, so getting there, that's all I'll say about that. It's definitely a difficult journey, and there's a lot of things that can go wrong, and flights can <laughs> suck, and yeah. So yeah, the, longer, the longer the flight, the more opportunity there is for delay and... All kinds of stuff. Yeah. And you guys got delayed, right? Yeah, we did. Um, But uh, I'll spare the details. But yeah, that was sucked. 
<laughs> so uh, once we got there, um, just I'll just jump right into it. Uh, one of the things that I noticed right away, and I looked into it, I only found one potential thing that sort of made sense to me, the shapes of bottles, specifically like soda bottles and large water bottles and small water bottles too, actually. Um, just the shape of them, they're way mm-hmm. taller. So like if you imagine a two liter soda bottle, yeah, that's compressed and also ha- uh, maybe 40 per- the diameter is 40% less. Mm-hmm. And it's obviously that same proportion taller. So they're like a foot and a half tall. Wow. And they have like a oh a conical shape that goes inwards so that you can grab it at like an even thinner point. And then beyond like, that. Like so that you can one hand a two liter? Yes, exactly. Interesting. Or a 1.5 liter usually. Hmm. Okay. But yeah. So, Is so that you, like one of the first things you noticed? Kind of. <laughs> Interesting. Um, and then because it goes beyond that, the bottles are almost all of the bottles are much taller than they are wide. Um, some mm. of them are like absurdly skinny even. Sounds unstable. <laughs> I did find a couple, like there were some Coke cans and whatnot that were normal size. Definitely cans mm-hmm. are, are what you would imagine. But for some okay. reason, the plastic bottles mm. were very uh, different in their shape and all that. And I looked into it and that seems to be the norm over there. And so the only thing that sort of came to my mind was um, pallet sizes and like yeah. ship, shipping dimensions. I was, and what I was it, imagining it was shipping related. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty interesting. That so Does that make it easier or is it just the way it's always been? And Well, so we, we relied a lot on bottled water, you know, going to and from the racetrack and then mm-hmm. walking around town and all that having bottled water so they ended up being quite convenient to my in my opinion and uh yeah so you could carry a lot of water relatively efficiently it fit in the backpack nice yeah it was interesting so maybe looking at it the other way why are our bottles so ineffective right because now because then when you think about a two liter soda bottle that thing's kind of a bitch to pour it's you gotta annoying. grab it, yeah. Yeah, you gotta yeah. grab it with two hands, and you gotta like hold it awkwardly, and and now it's all flimsy and stuff, and flopping around, and yeah, you're right. Yeah, so just I don't know. That was an interesting one. Okay. Um, and again, all all the bottom. I should say all. Um, and I should say it too. I we only went to uh, Rome, Florence, and then the the racetrack was in a in a place uh, called Borgo San Lorenzo, which is. Mm-hmm north of Florence a little bit. So to say that I have knowledge of all of Italy would be quite an overstatement. No, but this is what you observed, so. Yeah. Um, another another thing that you notice right away, but after, after the two weeks that we were there really sank in, and then even more so getting back, um, the amount of space that America has versus these Italian, so Florence and Rome are obviously cities, they're dense cities, but mm-hmm. uh, we also did see parts of the countryside and whatnot that mm-hmm. are much less populated. And even within our cities, just the amount of space in general seemed to be che- at least cheaper to come by. Like certain things, obviously, mm-hmm. you can get spacious apartments and whatnot in all these places. Yeah. But, but then just like also, nobody has like, a, a house in a yard like you don't really have that there's no 
I, you'd, well, you'd have you to live to out. compare these cities to an American city, I mean, nobody really has a house and yard in New York City. No, maybe, but then maybe in L.A. But but then outside of New York City, you know, you have those countrysides, but you still have like little towns and stuff. Yeah. And I guess there are definitely small Italian towns, and and I guess they have more space too. But I don't know. I guess it's hard to describe. It's harder to describe than I thought. Um, I don't know. Just the distances between everything just seem larger. I guess you could look at a city like L.A. or like Detroit. New York City would definitely be most similar to an Italian city. I imagine things being much closer together. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, you just don't have that sort of urban sprawl, really. I guess that's right. the best way to say okay. it. Um, so would you say that it goes from dense city to... Countryside, you like, know, immediately. Countryside, just, yeah, there's no yeah, no like suburbs going on. No, and, and what is on the outskirts, not even outskirts, but what's away from the centers of these cities, which are usually kept historical, and then as you get further away from the center, they get more and more uh, modern. Okay. It, that's, uh, as you go out, you don't, you don't find urban sprawl in the sense of like houses with yards and everything. You find apartment buildings and Uh, then at a certain, and then at a certain point it just sort of stops and becomes country. And then, then you'll come come across towns and stuff, but even there, their houses are not big. Um, You know, it's not like you're going to go find, I'm thinking about like our hometown. You could go find big houses that were back in the woods, right? You're just not going to, you're just not going to find, you'll find larger country houses and whatnot, but it's just not the same. It's interesting. And then that, but the the impacts of the space, especially in the cities, um, and with uh, with Florence and parts of Rome, they they mandate that you maintain certain buildings and sort of maintain a certain look, you know, to keep mm-hmm. sort of the, the historical feel. Yeah, definitely. And so that ends up driving a lot of decisions that they make about how they do stuff. So the way we stayed in a really old apartment um and the shower was like i'm not joking i want to say three and a half or four square feet um i couldn't even fit in it like i had to duck down (laughs) um the water heater was a 60 liter unit mounted over the door uh, into the bathroom so you walked into the bathroom the water heater was over your head um so (laughs) that was pretty wild Um, weird the there was no dishwasher but there was where that would be there was a very small clothes washer no mm-hmm. microwave no oven really um and i mean again but this place was this place was in uh i don't know 10 minute walk from the center of florence five minute walk actually okay I guess. so old you're old, in the thick of it yeah, in the thick of it. So definitely tiny, mm-hmm. and, and you can definitely find things like that in New York City and other places. But I don't know, just the efficiencies of, of what they have to deal with. So you'll see in the cities, uh, they have really, like, imagine a city bus, but then made a quarter of that size. But, like, the proportions of the doors are still the same. The proportion. Mm-hmm. So it's just like a, a bus that they cut out, like, 80% of the, uh, 80% of the middle of. Are people in Italy smaller? I was a giant, yeah. Really? Yeah, definitely. In terms felt, of height? Definitely felt that way, yeah. And Definitely, uh, not like, I don't want to say like in a negative way or anything. It just, yeah, I think the average height was, was shorter. I didn't look hmm. that up. 
Did you see any obese people? <laughs> Only tourists. Yeah. There's actually... I didn't even write that one down. That's a good observation. Because um, I definitely saw it. It was a little... It's a little sad. Hmm. They walk everywhere. Or I shouldn't say they walk everywhere, but... A lot of them walk. Scooters are also a big thing. Um, mm-hmm. There was this one spot with uh, a line of... Try not to exaggerate, but it was like it was two hundred some odd scooters, just wow, in a straight line, you know, all parked up. Yeah, I mean, there's streets and stuff are much more narrow and, um, you know, lends itself to smaller vehicles, right? Definitely like the, key, the key cars that we were talking about. Definitely. Um, so I took a picture of one. I'm going to send it to you right now. I took a picture of one that when I first saw it, I thought it would stump you at least a little bit. <laughs> Um, but then I ended up not sending it to you cause I saw a couple more the next day and I was like, Oh, it's probably not as rare as I thought it w-. or not rare. That's the wrong term. Um, but it's interesting for a reason that we'll try to be clear right now. There we go. That was not, didn't want to have dead air. So while that's so, sending real quick. Yep. Sorry if you heard me typing, but, nope. um, the population density of Florence is according to 2018 demographics, I guess. Uh, 3,738 people per square kilometer. So this isn't a direct comparison. Um, because New York City has 27,000 people per square mile. Um, kilometer is what, 2.2? Yeah. Yes. So either way, New York City is like a... (laughs) quite a bit more i think that also has a lot to do with florence uh has no there's no buildings that are nearly the height oh sure so that'll that'll drive your density and then it was rome yep rome still no skyscrapers or anything rome definitely has taller buildings but uh yeah yeah, it's even less rome's less than florence that's interesting yeah density wise not necessarily total pop right yeah yeah Oh. I mean, based on that picture, so I'm looking at a very square blue vehicle. Um, Oh, yeah, the picture. Definitely in the 90s. Its side mirrors are minuscule. Yeah, they're tiny. The window is. There's a lot of glass. Um. So it's a. I don't um, know what it is off the top of my head. Oh, well, that's. <laughs> is it a Renault? No, it's a Fiat Panda. Oh fuck yeah! And the reason I sent you that um, is because that type of car, so this Fiat Panda, is like mm-hmm. not quite a key car because its proportions aren't aren't like a key car. It's but, a little uh, wide for a key car, I think. Yeah, yeah, but it's uh, you know, it's a tiny little hatchback thing. Oh yeah. Um, and you see that tiny little hatchback thing, whether it be a smart car, a Renault. Um, uh, all kinds of stuff. Obviously, Fiat's minis, uh, a couple Mini Coopers, not too many. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything yeah, is Cooper's small. Is more popular here than it, over if there. you have a car, it's tiny, very tiny. They had there was that electric scooter thing that I should. Yeah, yep. four wheels. That was wild. Um, yeah, they still make the Panda. Um, obviously not as square as that, but it's still it's the same thing. I mean, it's a tiny hatchback (laughs) that they don't sell here 
lots of um lots of transit vans i think is the word for it like uh yeah little city cargo vans yeah city, exactly those are mm-hmm. <laughs> those are fun um yeah i we, i loved just looking at all the different cars um something yeah, that, i would like to to go there just for that reason cuz there's so many cars that you don't get here tons um there's and likewise big... for them obviously but yeah and to that theme uh one day in florence we saw a very well done i want to say it was a 2015 uh maybe a 2016 uh gt mustang gt and he had yep. some really really nice um black rims on it it was white with the blue stripes and that thing was turning heads all over the place like people couldn't walk by it yeah, you don't see those over there. I mean, the Mustang's a global car now, but still, it is very rare to see over I, there. I was going to ask you, so I assumed he had to import that. Yeah, there's this... Well, they actually sell a specific European model now. Oh, do they? Oh, the okay. Mustang, so there's no special... Let's see if I can't take a look at one. It's probably expensive relative to other cars, but, but one of the reasons it's so crazy to see is because anything over there with a five liter engine like that is just ridiculous. Everything over there is like one liter, 1.5, two liters, a big engine in Europe. <laughs> so something not to mention run around not, with a five liter V8 for no reason. Not is... to mention like the amount of this thing is as long as two Fiat pandas. Oh, easy. Yeah. <laughs> and four times the weight probably. Yep, And <laughs> w- wider as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, having that, uh, definitely was, you know, people were, were blown away by that. Mm-hmm. Um, and in contrast, leaving the track one day, there were three Ferraris driving in a line outside and, you know, people definitely looked, but it was not, not at all. The Mustang, the Mustang had like three or four people deep around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That happens here too, with things like the Nissan Skyline and the Toyota. Well, not so much the Supra, the Supra we got, but. Um, any of those Japanese cars that were never brought here, where you can find them a dime a dozen in other countries, but here you don't. Um, so they get a lot of attention. So it's the same thing. Like, you know, the R34 Skyline that is in, like, Fast and Furious and stuff that... Yeah, the gorgeous. Like, you see that here, and it's like, oh, my God. But you yeah. go to Australia, and it's like, you can just go buy one. Let's go to Australia. <laughs> I would love to buy one of those. Buy one of those and bring it back. Take it out into the uh, whatever they call the desert in Australia. The out the outback. Yeah, I guess the outback. It's just <laughs> everything that's not populated, right? The middle. Yeah, the huge middle. The middle. <laughs> Pretty well, yeah. Eighty yeah. percent of the country. A ton of it, yeah. Um. So we. Rome had bigger cars. It was funny. Rome definitely has has more space in between buildings and is, okay. is a little bit more modern in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so you did see some bigger SUVs in okay. Rome. Uh, definitely expensive though. But we we were keeping track and it wasn't very hard. We saw three pickup trucks, <laughs> and they were and all they four. They weren't like U.S. pickup trucks. They were no, they were. They were all well. I they were all Ford Rangers. Yeah. Okay. But that's a that's considered a mid-size pickup now. Okay. Not a yeah. Full no. Size, no. Like a Silverado or an F one fifty or something. No. No, we did not see any monsters. Um, Dude, those things are disgustingly huge now. 
And it was hilarious because on the, the way back from the airport, I saw three of them driving right next to each other on the highway. And I couldn't help but laugh. Like, spent two weeks seeing mostly cars that I can, like, jump over. Mm-hmm. And, and then you see three. And people three. are getting by just fine. Just fine. Just fine. Dude, come here and to see things other than a pickup truck, you're, like, kind of surprised. Total digression real quick, but I saw mm-hmm. um, I saw a dunk today. Nice. Very modest one, but it was nice. It was nice. You know what's always fun is when you see a donk that's on its winter tires. So it's still, <laughs> it's still lifted up, but it's got, like, small little <laughs> tiny wheels. You don't want to ruin those nice wheels during the winter. Right. <laughs> She probably she probably parked the donk up for the winter in general, but well, maybe you, can, maybe I mean, you hey, can't. Maybe yeah. you can't. Maybe it's your only vehicle. So keeping with the vehicle theme, uh, the driving in and just the road. Oh yeah. The road did culture. Did you guys this... drive your? Did you guys drive or did you? Cab we were everywhere? we were in some. We did take a cab or two. Uh, I guess four cabs, um, and. Then obviously just witnessed, you know, the goings on of, of the cities mm-hmm. and all that, Roman, yeah. both Rome and uh, Florence. And obviously America, where we love our cars, so I thought this would be quite a good uh, thing to to compare. So just right off the bat, it's just way more aggressive. Everything's more aggressive. Um, people will definitely turn out. The signaling is less, uh, way more horn usage. Um Sometimes with actual, you know, actually, some sometimes it was used in a way that I think the horn was supposed to be used for, not getting mad, but more just like letting just people like know awareness. Yeah, yeah. For example, the taxi ride from Borgo San Lorenzo to the racetrack went through some country roads that were just one way, really, mm-hmm. but no control over the one way. It was just how it's how wide they were because mm-hmm. they were not originally built for cars. Okay. Um, so going around these sometimes like blind, Boston. yeah, going around some of these blind corners, the guy would just lay the horn, just to let people know that he was coming. Oh, uh, just create noise. Yep. Um. Interesting. Yeah, just everything just happens at like a like a faster pace, and people make decisions on the fly more. It feels like you know they're just like, mm. all right, I'm going this way now. Um, <laughs> the scooters everywhere are definitely. There's a lot of filtering, so that just adds another layer to what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, How are people's turn signal usage? Oh, horrendous. Horrendous. Really? Yeah, definitely. Interesting. None, none, I shouldn't say none at all, but very little. <laughs> um, but in a weird way, mm-hmm. like when you stand back and you look at it all, it all kind of flows in this interesting way to the point, maybe at least it seemed like everybody had the style down. And so it was efficient in its own right. Like since everybody was the way aggressive and right. sort of was breaking certain rules and they all agreed that they were going to break certain rules. It almost flowed in this interesting way. And I actually got to thinking like, I wonder what, who is safer because you would see you would see people like cross roads or get into situations where I was just convinced that an accident was about to happen. Mm. I was just convinced I was you know witnessing something yeah. going to happen, and then it didn't, and it never did the whole time. Yeah, and I, I, would was, mean, I would have mean it, 
regardless of how people are acting, as long as everybody's acting the same and you are confident enough to expect what the other person is going to do, whatever it is that you're doing, that's going to be the safest way. Right. Because think, well, um, think about the, uh, the boulevard stuff in L.A. I don't know if they actually call it out there, but us East Coasters call it that, where people just roll through. Yep. You know, you don't really fully stop at a stop sign or stoplight, depending on what it is. Um, that's expected behavior from what I understand. So if you deviate from that, you're more likely to get rear-ended. Yep. And that's actually what happened. Uh, one of the first famous uh, accidents with the Google autonomous car was because it stopped and the person behind it was expecting it to just do one of these rolling stops. And so they just slammed into it. <laughs> <laughs> So it's kind of like that, you know, so... That is pretty funny. That's, yeah. That's human, just uh, sort of slang, driving slang. Yeah, that's a good term for it, actually. Nice, um, I like that. I'm going to use you. that when I get pulled over next time. <laughs> Sorry, it's under- just slang. <laughs> it's just my driving slang. <laughs> this is how I drive. So I thought, I was lo- looking at Italy, looking at everybody driving and just mm-hmm. impressed, really. At the end of it, I was impressed. I was like, all right. Um, so I was wondering, like, or sorry. And then America, I've definitely, people follow the rules way more. Um, I've heard that from people coming from other countries as well. Yeah. So I, I got to thinking, I, I wondered if by following the rules and people trusting in the fact that other people should be following the rules it almost makes you less attentive. We have a huge problem in America with like cell phone usage while mm-hmm. driving. You mm-hmm. can't be on your cell phone driving. Now, granted, this is through Florence, so you could say the same about New York too, but you can't be unattentive when you're driving in Italy, even in the country roads. You can't, you just can't do it. Yeah. Versus in America, because you just, you have to be on alert and versus in America, I'm stretching a little bit here, but you can, you can reasonably assume that other people are going to follow the rules so that right. I can see how that would, would make someone uh, just not pay attention as much. So I went and looked at statistics. Okay. Nice numbers. Yes. Uh, and just right off the bat, uh, America per population, you know, per capita mm. uh, does have more fatalities. Um, so, Italy has, and just to say, this is a very bare bones comparison. The amount of factors that are involved here are countless. Um, Italy, 60.6 million people. And in 2014, they had 300, I'm sorry, 3,381 deaths. Mm -hmm. So that is 0.005% of the population. 0.005? yeah. Okay. Injuries worked out to 0.41% with uh, 250,000 injuries. Mm-hmm. So the U.S. population yeah. is much larger, 325 million versus 60.6 million. Mm-hmm. We had 32,675 deaths in 2014. That's 0.1. Wow. So double. Double. Um, and our injury rate not quite double but 0.71 versus 0.41 with uh 2 million 2.3 million so a higher percentage of fate fatal crashes even definitely 
relative to just overall. That's interesting, though. I mean, like I said, there's going to be tons of... There's all kinds of factors, factors in there. Factors involved. The cars we're driving, the way we're driving them, the roads. But, and, and I think just people drive more. I think that would probably be one of the most significant factors is just True. we drive more. True. But That's I did think point. it was interesting that we were we have way more deaths and... I don't know. It, it It's not nearly enough data to say one way or the other, but standing there watching it all happen, it definitely mm-hmm. had a, a certain flow to it, and I, fit, I had the thought that maybe it's it's safer, um, but way too much to... There's way too much to, to say one way or the other. Mm-hmm. I did look at Spain and Austria, which are two countries. Spain, a little more culturally sim- not similar, but... Well, yeah, similar. Um, and then Austria is just close to Italy, so I figured... Mm-hmm location um i only did the deaths for this one spain 46 million um works out to 0.0036 percent and okay. austria has 24 million and they have 430 deaths that's Whoa. it uh 0.001 so then i did some anecdotal of- yeah i really i'm really latching on though to the amount of driving being done right i mean that's going to be a huge the biggest factor i think um and then i also just i wanted to know about spain and austria as far as just what the internet could tell me versus its culture because if you go and google italian driving they'll you'll Mm -hmm. find out that driving in the cities is is crazy and even the country roads can be pretty dangerous so with with that in mind i googled uh spain and austria and um did not find the same so kind of broke the theory a little bit because spain has quite a low per capita rate granted again lots of factors but mm-hmm. they also appear to follow the rules decently and and mm-hmm. uh you know not nearly as aggressive as, as italy at least right. and a, from a half an hour of looking around at least so does that does that aggression translate to just regular goings-on with uh italian people some when ways yes talking yes. to them and then the way they interact and blah 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 I mean, they're definitely, stereotypically, I guess, um, definitely just, you know, more passionate in their speech and, like, they gesticulate more. And certain things, like, you know, you'll hear them just just get annoyed with stuff, certain things. But oddly enough, like, not the driving. Like, getting cut, <laughs> off, getting cut off didn't make them mad. They kind of expected it. Like, and right. then, That's but if you, did something, if you did something dumb, they would definitely call you out. Okay. Um, but then other things, not so much. Like, you know, they, they definitely take it easy for other things. Like, all the meals are very relaxed, which is a common theme, I think, in, in other, uh, lots of other cultures, really. But Like, they so, really take time to eat, you mean? Yeah, and, and enjoy the, the moment, and, and that mm-hmm. part of things is slow. They do have kind of a siesta type thing, uh, where a lot of shops close uh, after lunch, before dinner. Um, like they close and then open back up. Yeah. For like two hours. Hmm. Things close early. Uh, lots of things in Florence were closed by seven or eight. Yeah. Um, so in that way it's, it's slower, but it doesn't sound so bad (laughs) and less aggressive. (laughs) Yeah. No, it was, it was nice. Um, so yeah, that's the driving one. I just, that, and and also being so being we were in a taxi in Florence and so we really got to experience like the city driving and like how it was 
going on instead of just being on the, the sidewalks and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It's just, <laughs> I was holding on to the, I don't know what you call it, the handle, because uh, you're just getting whipped around. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, jumping back to like the food thing real quick with the, um, both a combination of the space thing and the water bottle thing or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> the grocery stores. Oh yeah, what's that? That's like? another. That's another thing that we all do every day. So, um, they're all smaller. Just, just again, the space thing making its way in. They're just have to be more yeah, efficient with the sure. space that they have. Um, so everything is smaller. Um, the one in the one that we went to in Florence was really small. Like Does that mean less options. I'm assuming. Yeah. So except for you don't have except 17 for wine, ketchups to choose from. No, you do not. And that was that was what I wrote down. You do not have, except for wine cured meats and and it's it's hilarious but and then uh usually breads and some pastas okay but everything else it's crazy the level of variety that was not present so definitely condiments nothing um just there's one choice one or two choices that's it Mm -hmm. snacks were the same way there's like a couple different choices for nuts a couple different choices for chips you know like one or two yeah Uh, um and that was it um like I said, wine though was crazy. Like in every grocery <laughs> store, in every grocery store, you had literally hundreds of choices for wine. Sounds like they got their priorities. <laughs> and the cured meats were awesome, and mm. that you usually had a lot of variety for that and cheese. Mm. Um, Sounds all right. Yeah, it was not bad. <laughs> um, so no, um, I, they're making their way over here, but over in Italy, they definitely do not have you know, the automated checkouts. Okay. That is not a thing. Um, you weigh your, you get vegetables and you look. There's a number for each vegetable, and you pack it into a bag yourself, wherever it may be in the store, in the back, or wherever you are. Mm-hmm. Um, you put it on the scale. You tell the scale what you've got, and it outputs a price sticker, which then you put on the produce. So you yeah. you you weigh it and price it yourself. Huh. Okay. Um, which is in, that was interesting. Stickers really necessary? Well, uh, I guess if you're, yeah, I guess. Then oh, I just lost my train of thought. Shit. Let's for uh shit. You do that with the oh goodness <laughs> with the produce. Do you they, do that part. Do they have then... like freezer sections and stuff? Yeah. Well. Yeah. Definitely, like, like do they mean, have a lot of processed food, or is it a little more fresh and? I think the well, the biggest freezer section would have, was in Rome, and it was you know how we have the the human side, you know the the doors that are the yeah. aisles that are full, yeah. right? Yeah. They have like maybe a quarter of that at the biggest okay. one. Yeah. Um. So like just one side, and not even like the full size ones. Mm-hmm. Um. So that was. Um, that was interesting. Oh, I remember I was going to say, there's a bag charge. So 15 cents per bag if you buy a bag. Okay. They do that uh, in California. Yep. I dug yeah. that. I like that. So everybody, no, almost Everybody's nobody. Their, yeah. Yeah. Almost nobody Good. brought or bought a bag. So that was nice to see. Um, the variety thing was definitely, that one was really interesting because you just, other than a few select things. Mm-hmm. Um, Were your choices just, usually good choices though? Like, Yeah. Overall, yeah. definitely. Um, I think the average 
they definitely had some things that were cheap. Um, mm-hmm. Beer is pretty cheap too, uh, which is which is fun. Um, and the, also the bottles you can't buy; they don't come in six packs usually. I mean, you can get six packs, but um, right. they are usually like sixty-six uh, centiliter, excuse me, bottles. <laughs> so they're like two point two point two twelve ounce beers, and that's so they're big and they they're like a dollar. Hmm. And it's uh, it's like a light ale. Okay. It's good, like a Peroni. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of different types. So, yeah, the grocery stores they're smaller. Um, this is a common thing, but it we should we need to take this. We need to do this. The taxes are in the price. So when something costs a dollar sixty, it costs a dollar sixty, and their coinage represents that. Like the euro, they do have a one cent piece, mm-hmm. but we never needed one ever. Oh, interesting. Okay. So yeah, like the, your your grocery bill or whatever, you anything you're buying will often come out to twenty one dollars flat or twenty two dollars flat or whatever it is. Um, Sounds convenient. It's extremely convenient. So um, one thing I was wondering about, and harking back to a previous episode, is there anything different about the way they handle trash, at least where you were? You you and I. You could say we are of like minds. That was the next. <laughs> I just want to reiterate that he did not know that. Oh, no, I did not. No know prior that. knowledge. I'm just sitting here thinking uh, about it. Yeah. So the trash is something I don't want to sound like I'm I'm hating on Italians or, you know, uh, but that was definitely an issue. The trash was an issue. Rome more so than Italy. Um, they have a good system, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like so, Florence, like there's no. Um, it's free. Like they have these large um, in-ground containers with spots that you drop them into mm-hmm. up, up at street level. So you bring your trash out and, uh, you know, you put it into the different. And they also do actually recycle, which in America we don't really like. You, They have a spot for the organics. They have a spot for the plastics. Um, so there's multiple bins and they're, you know. So the, that infrastructure is there, mm-hmm. but it, for whatever reason, I just – it just doesn't seem to be getting used, especially oh, in really? Rome. Rome, there were areas where there's just piles of trash on the street. Oh, really? Pigeons and whatnot taking pizza out of the trash. Like, yeah. That was, and then the the big one was um, the amount of cigarette butts. Oh, what? oh yeah, Is smoking still. So I looked it there? up. Twenty one point four percent of Italians across all demographic, or you know. Uh, yeah. Across the population, uh, 21.4% smoke. America, it's 15. So not a huge... Wow. Well, uh, that's a pretty decent difference. It's a pretty decent difference in terms of percentage, but in terms of uh, just raw numbers, 15% of 325 million yeah. is yeah, way more. But, I mean, going back to the, the density thing and where people are located. Um, plus, I mean, you don't spend your time in a dense city, right? You went to, you got to think about what your perspective is. You went to Italy Absolutely. and you spent two weeks in a dense city, whereas where you live, you're not in that ever. Absolutely. <laughs> and you don't frequent New York City or anything like that. So, Right. That's very true. Um, I will say, though, that you didn't really see an infrastructure for the cigarette butts. So in America, you have those uh, receptacles outside yeah, of like right. tons, tons of There's buildings. There's a name for those, too. I don't know what it is receptacle for now 
And you just didn't, I didn't see a single one the whole time. And I'm not saying, and I don't want to, again, I don't want to necessarily say that we're better or anything like that, but like you would just see like the spots where water would collect, you could tell because there would be a pile of cigarette butts that was like. Uh, that's kind of gross. And that, yes, that, uh, I don't know. A little disappointing. A little bit. Um, Florence was, was pretty clean, though, I got to say. Um, okay. And and certainly, like, places like New York City, I bet, has the same problem with cigarette oh, butts. Dude, and... New York City's gross. Yeah. It also has a homeless problem, apparently. That <laughs> I didn't notice a lot. I noticed it this time when I was there a couple of weeks ago, and I haven't before that, so... I mean, right on Times Square, that whole stretch there, whatever that street is, um, just homeless people everywhere. Really? Really? Oh, yeah. Like, you, to the point where you just don't go there? No, I mean, there's definitely still stuff all the going hubbub on. going on. Uh, that's all still there, but just along the sides, tucked in, hmm. you know, all the doorways and stuff, there's just people sleeping on cardboard, and yeah, it's kind of sad. A lot of trash everywhere. Yeah. So I mean, so, we have that problem too. Yeah. In Rome, I think I think a challenge that they have uh, with these cities being so old, um, like they were doing, they were digging up this one part of Florence that uh, we eventually found out like had been delayed for like eight months or almost a year because mm-hmm. anytime you do anything like that in an old city, you got to like bring in archaeologists and you got to get surveys and you got to you got to make sure that you're not uh, destroying ancient history. Right. So dealing with the trash and building that infrastructure um, seems more difficult, but still, I don't know that the cigarette butts really stuck out to me. Using it too. So yeah, it really stuck, really stuck out to me. Um, So that's, that was it for the major ones. I got some, I can rattle off a couple quick ones. Um, These are probably more commonly known. Um, America, you you kind of feel American culture a bit, uh, like all the music. I shouldn't say all the music, but anytime we were in sort of a public space and there was music, it was American yeah. music. Oh, interesting. Usually classic rock. Oh. Um, like some ACDC and stuff. Definitely. Yeah. Four four beats. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the way restaurants work is way better. Just like the money thing, they've got restaurants worked out way better. Oh, um, how so? Lots of places you buy whatever you're going to buy and then you can sit down and eat or, well, sorry, you can buy what you're going to buy and, and go. Or if you're going to sit down, you pretty much, you always go up to a counter and pay like a, like at an American diner. You okay. don't have to like wait for the waiter to come yeah. and you don't have, you know you don't have to do that whole dance um obviously the tipping thing is not a there is no tipping that's great because the food prices and the there's usually a two dollar just service charge on top uh of every bill the and the food prices just reflect the waiter's wages so they're paid you know a reasonable so there's, wage there's no gambling whether they get paid or not right there's no exactly so um yeah and so again you you get, you know, when you're done with your meal, you get up and you go to the counter and they have a list of what you, you know, you bought and you just pay yeah. and, you're, and you're good to go. Nice. Um, so that's nice. Seems reasonable. 
Um, the public transport's way better, at least in those cities. Um, although nobody has a subway system like we do, so I'll give yeah. that. But the trains, the train system in, in Italy and, and all over Europe, as I was I was learning, um, it's just superior by a long oh, way. Oh yeah, yeah. And then I guess one of the used it, but... one of the coolest things is, especially in Rome and Florence, and I guess the countryside too. You just you're walking around in spaces that have been occupied for, you know, two thousand years, a thousand years, three thousand years, depending on where you are. Um, and seeing the old stuff and just like constantly being around that, it's just, it was pretty cool to like, That's, yeah, probably makes and, it for a pretty interesting environment. Yeah. And you just, in America, we don't have, uh, civilization. I shouldn't nothing that old, right? There's no structures or anything like that old or cities that are that old. Mm. So yeah, you know, like walking around in the center of Florence is this large church called the Duomo and you can eat dinner in there and people have been using that space as like a cultural hub and an economic yeah. hub for how, you know, however long. That's pretty and wild. And it's just, yeah. So being the, the fact that you're constantly steeped in history, um, at least I was aware of the whole time. So yeah, Italy was, Italy's crazy. Different cultures. Definitely. It's awesome to see. Yeah, man. I can't wait to do some traveling like that. I have yet to drove through Canada once. <laughs> That's it. There's definitely things I want to, like I said, like the tax thing, the way they do the, the pricing, the way they do the restaurants. Mm -hmm. We need to steal some of that stuff. And I imagine just going once for two weeks makes you realize how much more you have to go back. And definitely. Keep exploring and yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's amazing how little you you can touch on. It just kind of opens the door. Well, obviously, uh, I guess just worth saying too, just like the the tourism like, I just, I, I've never lived in a place, really, but certainly been to places with a lot of tourism. But, like, Rome was incredible. Just the amount of tourists in Rome was... Oh, yeah, just how much stuff is probably geared towards that so, industry. So much of it. So yeah, much of it. Yeah. It, it was incredible. So, yeah, that was a... Uh, All right, well... A little, little vapid... I guess uh, we'll... Uh, expose. Switch gears here. So, I actually think that connecting these will be pretty easy um playing with the international theme so my topic is broadly speaking units and um an international international sense is you know talking a little bit about how we use them here or what we use uh, more importantly uh compared to other places so that's how I'm going to connect it. And the reason I'm talking about this is because it's actually our first requested topic. Oh, nice. So a buddy of mine reached out and said, hey, can you... The actual request was to talk about Imperial units specifically. So what they're using in Britain um, compared to virtually everywhere else. So we'll get to that, but I'm, I'm going to expand the request to include units as a whole. So... Bear with me. All right, so <laughs> um, I guess to start, you know, why do we even care about this at all? Um, standards. Got to care. Standards, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> why do we have units and, you know, or more broadly speaking, a system of weights and measures? It's pretty important. Um, 
basically you need a way to quantify things, right? You can't just can't just count things. Um, so I was trying to think of an example. Um, let's say I'm asking you for apples. I can't just ask you for three, right? I can't just say, hey, can I have three? That's not enough information. If I'm asking for apples, I need to say, hey, I need three apples. So right. in this basic example. Yeah, in this basic example, the apple itself is the unit. Um, but, you know, going a little further with it, let's say we're talking about length, and I am some ancient person who's building something, um, some sort of basic structure, and I have other ancient cohorts around me, and I need to tell, <laughs> maybe we're building this thing with some wood, and I need to communicate to, let's say, your ancient person number two. Yep. Uh, I'm ancient person number one. I need to tell you how much I need to communicate an amount of wood, a length of wood that I need um, that you can go get for me. So I can't just say, hey, ancient two, I need one wood. wood. I need to <laughs> quantify it, right? Um, yeah, yeah. And so I need to relate it to something that you're going to understand. So some sort of standard needs to be, I you know, come up with between us. That's universally yeah. understood. Yeah. So... You know, maybe I'm going to use the the length of my forearm to say, hey, ancient person number two, give me a piece of wood that's four forearms long or something like that. Right. Um, so now so now you have a you have a basis of understanding for what I'm asking for. A way to I was measure. Thinking, <laughs> I, I was thinking about the body parts, but I was wondering if like they'd ever used anything else like they're like you know, two cats long or... Oh, boy. Can we talk about that? Oh, okay. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, the body parts make perfect sense, but I was like, I wonder if they ever did weird shit. All right, good, good. <laughs> well, you won't believe the way it all plays into what we're doing today. It's... It's crazy. Um, <laughs> this So this is one of those topics where I seem to get into this situation a lot, where... Before I start diving into it, I'm like, all right, this is going to be pretty simple to to figure out and look up and become an expert on. Uh, no, definitely <laughs> not an expert, even still, after reading and, and looking this up for a long time. Um, yeah, so um, let's see. So, yeah, so the important thing is that what I'm trying to do is relate uh two Your things needs. right yeah. yeah but what but what's important is that um the thing the unit i just came up with it's relating two things of the same type of quantity right so in this case length yeah yep. um so this is an important distinction i would never ask for you know four forearms of wood and expect you to come back and say i've got wood that weighs this much right that's <laughs> just not like you can you could do the conversion i suppose if you know those things but um I'm asking you for four forearms, so you're using a length to give me something in return that's based on length. You wouldn't say, give me four forearms worth of water, because, like, water doesn't really... Right, it just, that doesn't make sense. You can't yeah. really do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so then, it, taking this silly example one step further, you could see how as, um, you know, construction projects become more civilized and become people become... Uh, less ancient, I guess. 
Um, it might be advantageous for the workers to, to divide the forearm measurement into smaller denominations. So, right, you know, right. maybe we do hands and fingers and whatever, just to get more precise quantities of length. And, you know, apply this same type of methodology to volume and weight and, and all that stuff. Um, yeah, so, so in terms of history, I mean, people have been measuring shit for a long time. Like, 4,000 BC is just a rough number that's tossed around, I guess. Naturally um, curious folk. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and unsurprisingly, originated in kind of Egypt, Mesopotamia area. Um, Indus Valley, which I don't really know what that, I wrote it down, but honestly, I don't know what that encompasses. I don't know if you know. I do not. Yeah. Well, it's there. Um, so yeah, and going back to the example and then what you said before, excuse me, in a lot of these early systems of, of measurement, the human body was really used as the, the basis because I mean, it makes perfect sense, right? You're trying to come up with a standard that everybody's going to understand. Right. Everybody's what do most it. people have? Yeah. Hands, body feet, parts. Yeah. yeah. Heads usually. So I guess if you were an amputee of some kind, you might have some difficulties understanding so I got these methods. two you got two of everything well I mean you could be although maybe back then you wouldn't really survive if you were yeah like, that'd just be tough. a torso that'd be tough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that sounds hard <laughs> um all right so today there's basically three major systems um, so you have the metric system. Okay. Yeah. And then you have, and there are other systems beyond this, but these are, these are kind of what I'm going to touch on. So metric system, and then you have, you know, the U S and the Imperial systems and those two, I'm going to lump together later, but we're going to talk about the metric system first. Um, so this is what, I don't know what the percentage is, but it's gotta be 90% of the world is using this. <laughs> Um, yeah. Yeah, and it makes perfect sense. That's a safe bet. That's a safe bet. (laughs) Yeah, because, you know, 10 tens equals 100, and then 100 hundreds, or 10 one hundreds equals 1,000, and then, oh. We have the opportunity to make this easy for ourselves, so maybe maybe (laughs) we should think about that. (laughs) No, I want want 12 inches per foot. I I want a 12 to to 1. Things by 3. Yeah, 12 to 1 ratio, please. Um, yeah, so the metric system has kind of been evolving for a while, and it's actually, the way it started is not necessarily the iteration that we use today. So the classic metric system was started in France in 1795, and it's pretty much just been changing and, you know, evolving ever since, but today it's formally recognized as the International System of Units, or SI units, which is some sort of French abbreviation that I don't know. Um, but yeah, so this is definitely most widely used. 1795, you said? Yeah, that's when it was first. I don't think that's when it was created, but that's when it was, like, recognized. I'm sure they were working, somebody was working on it before then, but that's the first notable point of it being used. It's pretty good, actually. In terms of old? Uh, my, I guess my, my original thought was, um, that seemed a little young 
you know, being 1,800, oh. basically. Yeah. But then I was thinking about it, and that means we've had a standard in place for 300 years. And as you said, people were probably using it beforehand. So that's that's actually pretty good. Yeah. Well, I don't know Seems what, pretty good. what um, made, it, you know, somebody start to create this thing. I don't know if trade started becoming important enough where they wanted something that um, you know, it was convenient to use and easy to understand from multiple perspectives. Some um, guy definitely was pissed off and was like, all right, probably I'm it's like doing I'm, something about this. <laughs> I'm tired of converting your, you know, Ch- your chickens and tail lengths to my chicken feet widths. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Every day you try to sell me five chicken feet for one cow tail. And I say, no, <laughs> I'm getting ripped off. You're using, you know, unusually large cows <laughs> as your <laughs> measurement. <laughs> I always did uh, wonder, how, or um, I guess I'm wondering now, I shouldn't say I always did wonder. Um, how are they, in those moments, like getting ripped off? Like, my hand is definitely bigger than other people's hands. So well, if I say yeah, five I mean, of my that just lends to it being so imprecise yeah. and somebody getting pissed off everybody having their own iteration of this um you know of their system so let's say uh, i'm going to jump forward a, a second just for the sake of this example but you know if we're talking about um you know feet and inches and stuff those terms were used in multiple locations but let's just say for conversation's sake you have a population where everybody's smaller than our other population example, their feet and inches are going to be <laughs> just smaller, right? If they're basing it off those, um, you know, those human factors, whereas our other population, it's going to be larger. And even though they're using the same term, they, they really don't mean the same thing. And that's even more breeding ground for potential conflict, because if they recognize that they're both using the same word, but then I give you like 20% less what you think you should yeah. have gotten. You're just going to think that I purposely ripped you off. Right. Yeah. So I think all these different, these systems of measures has just became a huge issue. Actually, slight tangent. Um, Cause it's kind of relevant now. The Baker's dozen. Do you know what that's all about? <sighs> no, but yeah, it's, yeah. yeah I, it's not really relevant, but I wanted to know. It's confusing. Um, Doesn't make it's any confusing. Sense. <laughs> yeah. Well, first of all, a dozen is twelve, so whatever that means. But the baker's <laughs> that's, <dozen>. true. that's true. <laughs> what the hell is a dozen? That's true. But let's just that's established for whatever reason. The baker's dozen is because in, um, I think it was uh, where what like ancient, I don't know, some thirteenth um, century European. Medieval England, we'll just say. Um, basically, they these bakers were throwing in an extra item because they didn't want to be accused of being ripped off. Or that they were ripping somebody off, excuse me. So they would throw in an extra piece of bread or whatever they were making um, just so that they wouldn't get their ass kicked later. Jesus. So it, was just like, it was just like security. Yep. So if like you're giving the king a dozen rolls of bread you toss right. in an extra just so you don't get your ass kicked <laughs> <Pretty much. laughs> yep it was just built in security apparently the oh, bakers God. were not 
Oh, held to <laughs> such higher standards. Did know. the Bakers give us 13 today? No. Kill them. <laughs> Kill them. Wait, but they gave us 14 yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, so that's actually where it comes from, which is just pretty silly. All right, so back to the metric system. Um, so like you said before, everything's based on 10, which makes it really yeah. simple to understand. Basically, everything's just different uh, powers of 10. Um, so all the units have some sort of prefix attached to them, like deci or centi or milli, whatever, and they all correspond to a different power. Um, and then within this, within the metric system as we know it today, there are seven base units that come up with the, you know, the entire system. So, can you name them? <laughs> seven base units, like uh, yeah. So like, like there's seven units that everything a, gr a gram. Yep. A millimeter. So gram. So you get extra points if you can say what they're measuring and what oh, the symbol is. Yeah. So gram, gram is gram is mass. Milliliter yeah. is gonna be volume, right? Um, so liter no, milliliter is actually not one of them. Oh. We'll get that get to that in a second. So you got well, one I of guess them. it's just meter, centimeter whatever it is, milliliter or millimeter, excuse me. Obviously it's length. Yeah, so um, all of them are gonna not have a prefix in their base form. So meter and gram Oh that's true. Okay, yeah. Right? Meter meter, gram, yeah. um I guess leader, then. Nope. No. Okay. No. Um, wow. Two. Uh... <laughs> you got five more to go. Uh, that's rough. I know. Length, I, I wasn't able to do this before I, I looked. So okay. Wait a second. Bad. Wait a second. Sorry. I don't want to have too much dead air, but this is, I should know more than this. Um, is there a unit? Well, gram is mass, but is weight, yeah. do they consider weight different than mass? Mm -mm. No. Okay. Well, sort of. Temperature, uh, grade. Temperature is one, but that's not what's, the. What's the unit? Well, it's, uh, a degree, I guess. Celsius degrees. Nope. What? <laughs> I actually don't know where Celsius comes from. I think that's an imperial thing. It's not Kelvin, right? It is. Oh, okay. Yep, that's three. So meter, okay. or uh, yeah, meter, gram, Kelvin. So you got length, weight, and temperature. I mean the the gases and and whatnot those you know the cubed stuff that's not that's not a distinct no version. those are all going to be derived units and we yeah, can talk about yeah. that but oh uh, the unit of time and then also the unit of light yeah or speed uh, okay no not speed not you speed were, you were light. right the first time yeah okay light so time what are they using for time that should be easy I guess the second yep yeah so and then um, so light, what's light? Is, a light second? A light minute? Mm -mm. It has nothing to do with speed. It's oh, intensity of light. Oh, um, uh, lumens or whatever it is. Close. Candela. Candelas. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay, so two more. I think more. I got oh, two more. Oh, yeah. well, we'll, we'll move on. I'm not going to I'm not going to get <laughs> All there. All right. So the uh, the last two are the ampere. Ampere. Oh, voltage. So for gosh. electric current. Yeah. And then the last one is mole. So the amount oh, of for something. So that's why I said before yeah. they kind of treat mass and weight differently because mole is the amount mass. of something, like on an elementary basis. Right, right. Okay. Um, yeah. So and then everything comes from that. Um, 
so like uh, there are 22 units that are derived from that. So things like volts and watts and newtons that are, you know, different representations per, of yeah different you just you're taking those seven base units and, and deriving other forms off do it usually applying a different like a, an additional force like time over distances sure yeah that right type of thing. right mm-hmm. right um so leader is interesting <laughs> so that's volume of course yeah okay um so it's not part of the system but it's formally approved to be used with it and when I read that, <laughs> when I read that, what that sounds like to me, just the layman it. is, it sounds like they forgot one and did all the paperwork and then they were like, fuck. Oh, we... shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want to rewrite all that. So let's just formally approve it. <laughs> Either that or there was like arrogance involved. They were like, no, that's not real. And then they, they did all the paperwork. Volume. And then at the end, some guy was like, well, wait, look, it is real. And they're like, oh, shit. Well, the interesting thing about it is technically, if you want to start getting into like uh, calculus, you could just start use. You could just use meter for all volume, right? Yes, but that's, you could. That's impractical. Yeah. So this liter is an easier way to handle it. So maybe that's where it comes from. I didn't think about that until now, but still, it's kind of silly that. Also, that means that there's some sort of governing body that decides. International what? Standards Committee. I guess. Yeah. I didn't get that far. I made that up, but. <laughs> <laughs> some, I'm sure it's something I'm like sure that. I'm sure it's something like that. So yeah. real quick before we move on from the units, all the ones that are um, named after somebody are capitalized and all the ones that are not are not. So like Candela. So Celsius must be a thing, right? Well, Celsius, let's check. I'm pretty sure that's an, just an imperial unit, which oh, okay. we can get to. Okay. I didn't um, actually end up looking at that one. So Candela is after... So Candle is named after somebody? I think so, yeah. Oh, neat. Uh, Kelvin is a guy, too. I know that. Uh, interesting. So Celsius may be one of those... Not official, but approved ones. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to spend too much time reading that now. I didn't get that far yeah. with it. But yeah, yeah. Um, temperature is a weird one because, technically speaking, temperature is the amount of activity that the molecules are exhibiting, like which yeah, manifests sure. itself in heat as we see it. But the word temperature does not describe how hot something is. Mm-hmm. Technically, that's why. I mean, the term absolute zero. Right. They have to be the molecules totally stopped. Absolutely Not... stopped, right? Yep. So, like, your whole body, in a sense, is, like, vibrating. Or... Yeah, I mean, even in, you think of ice as being a solid, right? But right, right. there's still temperature there. There's still, it's just enough slow. to the point where it's slowed and solid, yeah. Um, Neat. Yeah, fun fact. <laughs> So all of these units are what makes this different than using hands, feet, and other things is there this unit or this multiples of 10 thing is all based on constants in nature that won't change, or at least we don't expect them to change. So things like light years, like the, the time it takes light to travel a certain distance and 
something called the triple point of water, these these natural phenomenons that aren't going to change, at least we don't expect them to. So if That's you base smart. all of your measurements on these things, they're things that are repeatable, and there's no chicken foot versus horsetail you know, debate going on. At least that's how I see it. Um, there's going to be, there are people that will argue um, why the metric system sucks. <laughs> I have a webpage <laughs> open about that, and if we have time, we can look at that. But um, yeah, so basically, by basing it on something that isn't going to change, you you take the ambiguity out of it. I wonder. Uh, did you look up what, how they define a gram? I looked up a few of of how things get defined, um, mainly in the imperial system because it's just so goddamn crazy. Okay. Because um, the light so one, I didn't, I, can... I didn't want to spend too much time on the metric system because that's not initially what my friend asked about. I think he understands yeah. the metric system quite well. <laughs> it's the other ones that he. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, we can move on. I was just, I was just thinking to myself. Um, I'm, sh I'm sure it's out there. It's definitely out there. But. Um how like speed and light and time and all that makes mm -hmm. sense. Yeah. Um, I, I could see that. Although theoretically you need some fancy equipment to measure really accurate speed of light. But anyway, right. Um, but like things like a gram, like how do you decide? Yeah. I'm, I'm actually not sure where gram comes from. Yeah. How do you, which decide, is one like, of what? the units that was there from the start in 1795. I think it really, when it started, it was, second kilogram or gram rather mm -hmm. and meter i'm pretty sure it was just those um it's gotta be it's gotta be gravity gravity's gotta be involved for uh for weight since yeah. we know nine yeah. nine point nine point eight meters per second squared right. or not squared <laughs> yeah squared um real quick before we move on to imperial yeah, yeah, I'm and english um do you know what the triple point of water is? Because I didn't know that term until looking Sounds at it. Sounds like a point where it can exist in all three states. You got it. Okay. Isn't that dope? That I don't <laughs> wouldn't even begin to be able to describe it, but just <laughs> well, just by the fact that it was three points, that's all I yeah. went off of. Well, when I started started to read about it, I figured it was just temperature, but it also has it's a very specific temperature and pressure um, where this can oh, happen. Okay. Yeah. That so, makes sense. Yeah. But I wonder. If that's actually practical to to experiment and create, oh, so is it just it, like sh constantly phase shifting from water to gas to solid? I would imagine that, hypothetically speaking, if you were to introduce the water in each form into a system under this temperature and pressure, that they would not change. So, like, you could theoretically, oh, okay. In my okay. mind, I'm looking at an ice cube next to a puddle with some water vapor also in there. Like, yep. you know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. Rather than it just randomly shifting from one to the other. Yeah. That would be cooler, you. though. That would be cool. You know, like one of those those electricity lamps where you can touch the edges and, like, right. it, it, like, like and there's just, like, some orb of ice It's just spontaneously, like, just like snaking around. electricity around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would be cool. I think we could power vehicles with that. All right, so I'm going to apologize in... in advance for this next section because it's a mess and that's only because what we're talking about is actually a mess so <laughs> i'm gonna try to <laughs> unpack this as best i can but we're starting with something that's just 
based on years of confusion and patchwork. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, so well I could do here. If I had to, if I had to guess, this is the this is our system. Yes, I mean this is the type of thing where I'm starting to read and I just am like pulling what? on my hair because I'm like, what am I reading? <laughs> where is this stuff coming from? And why are we still doing this? All right, so. That's so there are two separate systems. You have the imperial system over in in England, um, but then the U.S. customary systems of measurement, as it's called, is derived from that. So there's very many, or there are a lot of similarities, but then there are definitely things that are different. But we're just going to talk about them kind of together rather than breaking it up. Um, but yeah, really the, the basis on which these units come from don't make sense, at least to me. Or at least they shouldn't be used anymore, in my opinion. Um, but before we get going, one of those differences between them is that the U.S. has two different definitions for volume. So we have different definitions for dry and liquid volume. So, yeah, you know, ounces and fluid ounces. And um, we have something called a bushel, which is some way to measure <laughs> physical volume or solid it's volume. It's like hay, right? Yeah, I don't know where that comes. Yeah, I think that's a farming term. I think I'm just guessing. It's just all of these things are so old school and come from things that are just irrelevant now, and somehow we just never got past it. There's um, one. I'm struggling to think of it right now. I don't want to steal your thunder. No, like, you're good. Oh, I need all the help I can get on this. It's like a. Oh, it's just a ridiculous. It's a unit of of measurement uh, for liquids. It's, it's like a barrel of something, but it's way funnier oh, than a barrel. Oh, well. You might we'll, have it. We'll get to where our gallon comes from in a minute. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, so, so anyway. The, the Imperial system only has one uh, volume defined, whether it's liquid or solid. It doesn't matter. Volume is volume, which makes sense to me. I don't know why you need to define it twice. Like, yeah, because you throw density in there to get the rest, the that extra dimension. Yeah. Like if you're if you're comparing how to ship water, whether you do it liquid or ice, you right. look at the you look at the density to get that extra dimension. But why does that? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm yes. saying I'm saying you're right. Like volume. Volume is volume. Volume is volume. There's other things that you can use to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's a weird one. Um. But yeah, so. Certain names, like pound and foot, I think I said it before, but they've been used for a long time, and the values of these things have just been changing constantly over time. What so, about the, the pound in terms of, like, uh, like? I guess I don't know where the word comes from, but... I don't know why it, pound, foot, is. Yeah. it comes from exactly where you think it comes from. Right, um, right. But, yeah, I'm not sure about pound, how that started, in terms okay. of the... Uh, pound of flesh, I guess. Then, yeah. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> it doesn't really define what it, what a pound is, though. Like, because... why that word? Right, right. Yeah. Um, anyway. So, in 1824, the British Weights and Measurement Act um, was established, and they, like, attempted to simplify this system that they'd been using and changing for years and years and years. Um I don't understand why. I don't have the answer to this, but I don't know why they didn't just switch to metric at that point, um, because it was already in use elsewhere. They could what have, year are we talking about? Eighteen twenty-four. So it's been okay. uh, how long has it been? Since, it's like thirty years. Twenty-nine yeah, 30 years. years. 
since other parts of Europe had started to adopt it. Um, granted, that system was changing too, so you can't be can't say Plus, it was always you know, the best. National but, pride, yo. Fucked yeah, that I up guess. the system. I mean, we see what. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's probably a big part of it. <laughs> um, yeah. So before they did this, they had three different versions of the gallon. Like they had, I forget, I didn't write down the exact names, but gallon one, gallon two, gallon three. They're all different values, but just different versions of the gallon. Right. So yeah, they I think, simplified I think down one of them is the imperial gallon, is, it's called. Yeah. Anyway. So, but but given like the U.S. timeline and us just bailing from England and everything to do our own thing, um, we basically <laughs> took the old system with us and... Thus, you know. Oh, that's right. That's right. Started on a different trajectory of refining it for ourselves. So Except, that's why there's so many similarities. But then things just start diverging because we, you know, we didn't have that British Weights and Measurement Act of 1824. We didn't do that. So right, right. <laughs> we were uh, 50 years before that. We were like, nah, we're yeah, out. Right. <laughs> Okay, um, yeah, that makes that's actually I didn't Yeah, know. so that's kind of where in the timeline of things where it, where it splits. That makes sense. And right. that's why now today we're still dealing with like having to you know convert between British gallon and US gallon. So that's one that's different, right? Uh, we have different values for that. You know about one of the there's a an accident, a space accident between cuz the fuel was calculated wrong because two different systems were in use i've heard that yes yeah yeah so the the amount of fuel that was in the ship was underdone because for yeah, whatever the, reason the, the british gallon is like 0.88 something exactly. or something like that it it's was less. enough where like the guy filling up or whoever was like yeah, okay that looks right know. yeah <laughs> good <laughs> but yeah it didn't end well though obviously because mm -hmm. uh yeah not enough fuel to do what they wanted to do Anyway. Um, yeah, so, so that's, so volume is definitely where it differs in one aspect. Uh, length and weight are largely the same between the two. I don't think much has changed there. Might have different denominations, but they're based on the same values. Um, so what's really funny about this is the U.S., we use the metric system basically for things that matter. Right. So in science, in engineering, in medicine, in largely in the military, for example, we're using the metric system. But in so, like the cultural going on. Of... Yeah. But then, yeah, in, in the um, colloquial, you know, day to day, I guess. It's a better way to say it. Um, yeah. We're using the old, old stuff. English. Yeah. Because your new shit sucks. And that's why. <laughs> <laughs> um. But that definitely makes it inconvenient because you're having to convert all the time. Yeah, I mean, obviously the the big one, miles per hour versus you know kilometers per hour. Right. Yeah, that's definitely a big one. Um, um, horsepower is like still a thing, though. Yeah, like, that's a U.S. unit for sure. And an most people most people do not rate their cars in kilowatt no, hours. Well, not here. Yeah. Yeah, but that's 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 an example I wrote down actually, um, and that's a good point that you brought up. Think about like engine specs. So I'm gonna tell you how much horsepower and torque my vehicle has, which are foot pounds and blah blah blah. 
yep. U.S. and Imperial-derived things. But then, in my next sentence, I'm going to tell you how large the engine is in liters, or maybe cubic centimeters. Or... The, piston, the, piston, the pistons are, yeah, yeah, 800cc engine. Right? Sometimes yeah. we're mixing stuff right there in the same topic. And right in the so, same context. Yeah, so it's bizarre um, and annoying because... Who, uh, who's got RPM? What's RPM? Well, that's revolutions per minute, so there's really right, right. no... What's the international standard for a revolution? No, that's a joke. <laughs> uh, 360 degrees. Actually, that is a funny one to think about because... Right, because there's no... You can you, just something you do going know. around once. Right, right, relative to its size. Weird. I guess that's where pi comes from, right? Ooh. That's a whole different type of thing. <laughs> no, I think you were on the right track. <laughs> well, I'm just saying in terms of... Uh... So, yeah, kilowatt hours, it's not... Yeah. But then horsepower, I don't know if you looked it up, but, like, I mean, I have to assume it, it was horses. Originally, and, yeah. Now it, it has nothing to do Doesn't make any with. sense. It's based on torque, and it's, like, torque times... Arc is there a Newton... Like that. Is there a Newton meters? Oh, okay. I was going to say, is there, like, a Newton meter equivalent for horsepower versus... Yeah, there's a... Uh, uh, or no, I guess that's not the same. I, I should have stuck with kilowatt hours. I don't know well, if it's Newton kilowatts. Meter. It's kilowatts is going to be the... Or kilowatts, sorry. Yeah. Kilowatts, kilowatt and then is... um, actually in Italy, if you look at Italian cars, they rate everything in PS, which I don't actually remember what that stands for. Um, but it's kind of funny. PS is so similar to horsepower. It's basically the same. But... Mm. Um, all right, I rambled enough. Uh, so it's all good. <laughs> um, so one other example of us doing st stupid stuff: um, electrical resistance. Sometimes we will <laughs> report it in ohms per one thousand feet. Ohms is an SI unit, and then we're dividing it by a what imperial unit. <laughs> So, yeah. Okay, so that one actually makes a little bit of... Because ohms is referring to the electrical resistance yeah. at a given point in the system. Right. Versus ohms over 1,000 feet. Ohms per 1,000 feet, where, like, a length of copper wire, you might want to know a length of copper wire versus a length of uh, uh, not copper wire. Well, I don't. I don't mean adding in the distance part of it, but why are we you know mixing the two units oh okay you know I what i mean why yeah, are we okay, using an si okay. unit divided by yeah. an, an, a u.s okay. unit <laughs> it should it should be ohms over yeah meters meters right okay i see i see <laughs> yeah all right so i guess we can try to try to figure out where some of these come from or how they're derived um i only made it so hard so far excuse me because it's just crazy um the inch you can start there so as far as as far as we know that's actually a big problem with this is many we of these know. things is we don't really know <laughs> we don't really know where it comes from human humans are awesome in that right? way like if a lot of things like if it ain't broke nobody's gonna fix it right so the inch it roughly at least when it started is the width of a man's thumb. So the width. The okay. width. Mine is definitely not an inch long or wide. 
Is it less? Yeah. An inch isn't as big as you think. True. Okay, an inch. My um, foot. So, also, this is roughly the length of three barley corns. Okay, so there's something funny. There's something funny because you were saying earlier that we got to use stuff that everybody knows. Right. I have no idea. What a, I mean, I know what barley is. Uh, but... Well, back then, but the problem is, so even if everybody knows what a barley corn is, which I don't actually, <laughs> I don't. You know, I'm looking at it now. This looks like a seed. Oh, okay. It's the it's the actual. Okay. So I guess three of these bad boys laid end to end. It's going to get you an inch. And barley corn was obviously pretty common. I guess. People were like, bust out the barley corn. Right? But it's not like every barley corn seed's the same. So, sure, And not sure. every man's thumb's the same. So you're starting yep. with something that you're just... Like, all this makes sense to start with. And I see where why it was used initially. But, you know, I don't think yeah. we need to be going off this anymore. Um, but yeah, so, so then an inch is going to be equal to, this is where, this is why people hate the system because it equals one thirty sixth of a yard, one twelfth of a foot. Um, and then when you convert it back to metric, it's 2.54 centimeters. So it just, it's just a pain in the butt. Even within its own system of units, that you know. Yeah, like with the with the foot and the yard thing, it like a ratio of of twelve inches to one foot. But then mm-hmm. they didn't even bother to keep it at one twelve. Right. Like they, it, then they, then right. they dropped down to one three. Right. Or, sorry, three to one. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So in so as recently as 1959, there was still disagreement on these lengths. So. <laughs> between six nations that are using the inch and the foot and whatever, um, and the yard and the pound, they signed an agreement in 1959. It was uh, the U.S., U.K., Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and South Africa. And basically they decided, okay, we need to choose what the yard is exactly and what the pound is exactly. And interestingly, and this is where everybody thinks that, you know, we just blatantly don't use the metric system formally or officially, but that's not true because this agreement in 1959 sets the yard and the pound equal to an exact value relative to the SI system. So the yard... It's acknowledging it. Yeah, it's acknowledging it. Um, Why we didn't just take this opportunity to... Listen to these numbers. Well, listen to these numbers. The yard officially today in 2018 is equal to 9... No, excuse me, 0.9144 meters. That was... Easy, easy. This group of six nations got together and decided that that's what it equals. And what year was that, sorry? Uh, 1959. 50, 59, okay. Yeah. So this one's even more fun. The pound is equal to exactly point, ready? 4535923 kilograms. Oh my god. <laughs> So I don't know why the uh, the pound needed Dude, double the six figs as uh, I'm the thinking first. of like <laughs> whenever you do programming or you're dealing with math, like it's human nature to just be like adverse to using complex numbers like that. You just don't want to do it. 
There's just no need. There's just no reason yeah. for that I see. I would love to sit in that meeting in 1959 and see how so, they came up with that eight-digit number. <laughs> all I can think about with that meeting in 1959 is that people got on planes. People took time away from normal work. They got on planes. They traveled. Mm. These six nations, in active defiance of a clear, logical, you know, global standard. They spent money and time to get together and just the six of them actively defy, you know, in some ways, I guess I, you have to respect it, but it, it is also very dumb, you know, just how much money was spent for them to go, look, we're going to be different. But then in the back corner, they're like, but we're going to, we'll, we'll, we'll give you a, a conversion chart. Right. If you're just going <laughs> to, if you're going to use it as your basis to set these silly numbers, why not just use it the way it yeah. is? Now, I understand this, I mean, it may sound like something that's not important, but obviously having a set of recognized units and measures and stuff is hugely important for, like, trade and communication and blah, blah, all the stuff. Yep. Um, so if you have something that's deeply ingrained in your culture and your society and stuff and, uh, and your economy is very, you know, large and influential, I could see how... It might be difficult, but so many other countries successfully made the switch or whatever or adopted it. Yeah, I, um, I don't think that it just it just doesn't seem like there's an excuse here. <laughs> no, I don't think there is. Um, yeah, so uh, so those ones are now set in stone. But as far as the yard and where it came from initially, nobody knows. Um, basically the only thing we know is it's relative to the human body, like some of the others. Um, but in terms of what exactly, it's not really known. Some people think it has to do with pacing, like how far you could pace in a certain, I don't know, span of your legs. Hmm. Um, this one's fun. Another theory is it comes from the girth of an average person's waist. So like if you were to wrap a rope around your waist and then stretch it out. How long really? that is? Yeah, that's a yard. I mean, we're talking about like people it. back whenever, and yeah, but who knows how fat they were or skinny they were? <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a lot going on there. That's true. Probably would have been a rich person defining this stuff. So yeah, potentially probably. overweight. It could have been. So, um, the pound comes from the unit weight grain which if you, there's the pound there's a lot of i mean just google this stuff for people listening and see how many different versions there are and just how many different ways of measuring things that are actually recognized but if you go back far enough basically the pound is going to stem from at some point the weight of an average cereal grain and that's where the term grain came from as far as a unit of weight and then through various uh, filters out came the pound eventually, um, which it initially was equal to six hundred. No, excuse me, six thousand nine hundred ninety-two troy grains, and the troy part of that is one of these, um, just other systems of measures that I'm referencing that I didn't even bother getting into. Uh, um, and I'm thinking like, are we thinking like grain of rice type? Yeah, yeah. Um, so that just seems that seems so impractical. Who wants to count out six thousand grains of yeah, anything? Like I don't know why. 
Somebody had to, here's what they did right away. Somebody was like, all right, I'm going to count out these 6,000 grains. I'm going to find <laughs> out how big a bowl 6,000 grains fits in. And or then we're I have this bowl and count how many fit in it. Or that. <laughs> <laughs> or that. Or that. Yeah, it just, but, it all just seems so silly. Um, and I, you got to start from somewhere, I guess. But yeah, but I feel like if you if we if you were looking at, uh, you needed a. I mean, I guess it's attractive in the sense that you can get very precise with that. Mm-hmm. But especially in ancient times. But like, I just feel like there would be other choices. I'm trying to think of a different choice, as if I'm smarter than, you know, anybody back then. But well, that I guess that's just the one that caught on, right? I mean, you could say some. Back then, somebody was like, that's "Okay, true. six thousand nine hundred ninety-two troy grains. That equals a pound." You know, that's sure. what they're saying over here. And then over there, they're <laughs> saying that eight thousand equals a pound, or maybe eight thousand equals something completely different. So and then the just... eight thousand people got murdered by right, the six thousand right. people. Six thousand people are like, "Our pound's better. <laughs> <laughs> it weighs less, but it's worth more." That's right. That's right. <laughs> so interestingly, In fact, it's sad though because that's definitely how it went down. Probably. Um, Queen Elizabeth wasn't having that. She rounded that shit up to 7,000 Troy grains. (laughs) (laughs) So when she came around, the pound now equaled 7,000. Just for practicality, I guess. Yeah, alright. So... (laughs) This is crazy. I'm gonna do my best here. Um... The Imperial Standard Pound, and this is, I'm not joking when I say this, it is based off of a platinum cylinder that was created in 1834, just an ambiguous cylinder made of platinum, they even specified that it has rounded edges at the top and bottom, that's what the pound in the Imperial system is based off of. Hmm. So I don't that know doesn't why. seem. <laughs> well, I don't know. Whoops, sorry. I just hit my bike. Um. I mean, that one is just as illogical and logical, I guess, as everything else. But like, it is. Yeah. At least, at least that one. I, I don't know why platinum. It could, probably could have been anything. But you just somebody just picked a thing and said okay this mm-hmm. is a pound and right. then they got other things yeah. that weighed the same and started right. handing them out and said okay this is the new pound use it for your scales well what's wild is that's still what it's based off of today the the official what imperial was, standard do you know what year it was instated as the standard um, the, the platinum cylinder yeah 1834 and I assume this, this maybe we can find a picture of it I wonder if this platinum cylinder is actually still Locked up somewhere. <laughs> better be. I'm going to find out right now. Better be. Platinum International. Oops. So, and while you're looking that up, um, the last one that I started looking into was the gallon. Um Ours is based off of, and the imperial system doesn't use it anymore, but the uh, U.S. system does. It's based off of something called a wine gallon. 
and it literally dates back to how much wine fit in a certain type of container. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we're still basing it off of. That's awesome. Isn't that great? Yeah. I mean, it is funny to, to see the different... Um... Some are so practical, like the hand and the foot and all that. Right. It Those make sense. Totally. All very practical. And then other things like the, with the wine, it's just like, well, we love wine. So. <laughs> this is something and that we're, we all We're usually do. trading wine. Yeah. So let's let's just go with wine. Like in heads of cattle, like that's another unit of measurement. Heads of cattle. It's just like, all right, I've got 13, mm-hmm. but you don't necessarily know, like that doesn't describe to you how healthy the cattle are or anything. So you need to like. You just know the raw number of, of units. <laughs> um, so there's a thing on the kilogram. Oh, this must be it. Wait, but you said the imperial. I think the kilogram is the same thing. Mm, maybe. As a result, it could be, yeah. Uh, the international standard, a cylinder-shaped hunk of metal that defines the fundamental unit of mass has gained 10 micrograms of mass from surface contamination. <laughs> study. Interesting. As a result, each country that has one of these standard masses has a slightly different definition of the kilogram. But that's the kilogram, not the international... What was it? It's the... Um, the imperial? The imperial standard pound. Uh, yeah, it's just a, (laughs) should not have spent that much time. It was, it's just a, uh, just a good, good looking piece of platinum. It's actually smaller than you might imagine. It's just really interesting. Um, the kilogram though appears to be the same, like I said, yeah, yeah. I did pull up a a list of unusual unit measurements because there was, there was something I was trying to, this whole time I've been racking my head on what, uh, what I had forgotten, basically. A double-decker bus is apparently a unit of measurement, according to Wikipedia. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I believe that, but... A jiffy. They've got... J- <laughs> For a unit of time, they've got jiffy listed. That's amazing. <laughs> Who's recognizing that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll open it. Uh, so, a jiffy. In computing, the jiffy is the dura- duration of one tick of the system timer interrupt typically typically this is 0.01 seconds whoa it's a typically it's based also uh wow it's actually a real thing it's uh it gets its definition from uh a a period so i got a graph like a sine wave Mm. uh for a for ac power a particular period of a particular frequency of power interesting that's a jiffy that's hilarious it's just got a fun name yeah, <laughs> and we all use it ridiculously wrong because there's no way any of us can get anything done in a jiffy. So one single one single jiffy is far too fast for anybody to. <laughs> you imagine if we really specified though. Yeah. How many give me, jiffies? Give me it was sixty. Take? Give me sixty-eight jiffies. And <laughs> I'll be done. Yeah, there was some crazy unit of volume that I felt like it had to do with ships or something. Um. But oh well. We can uh, we can update if we think about it next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, 
to my friend who suggested the topic, hopefully I did it some sort of justice, but I'll say it was quite, you know, the, the topic to dive into much more than I expected. Um, it's very complicated actually where all of this is coming from. So hopefully it was it is, still fun. <laughs> it, is, it is interesting how long we have been measuring stuff and like, the need for measuring stuff and yeah. even still, you know, you started off by saying people, uh, you know, need to get on the same level in order to right. trade and whatnot. But then even still, like there's still defiance. Like obviously we just don't, we won't fully convert and like just culturally, like what, I don't understand why. Yeah. It'd be really convenient if, you know, some of the largest economies in the world were on a, easy to understand and consistent um, unit of measure, but too good for that. Even though if it, <laughs> even though with all the important stuff, we do use it, so. Yeah, because, like, NASA's not using foot and pounds. It was pretty funny, actually. In school, um, we would basically do 95% of the work in metric, and then every once in a while, they would just throw in a... U.S. you know English units problem just you know just to make it out convert. of like courtesy yeah, yeah and to just... and to make it convert so annoying yeah all right well that's it for for my topic damn we almost cool. uh, went two hours here yeah lot to talk about lot, yeah. uh, well, lot pent up it did feel weird not doing it for a few weeks it did I agree um. And I'm excited. I've already got a, a thought for next week's topic. Awesome. So, nice. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, thank Check you. Check us out. Um, yeah, hit us up on all the social media channels, whatever. I think I already, I think I already did, but we, I did had to, I ate my words and then I took them back about Facebook and then I think I had to eat them again because we did. Uh, Facebook's a thing. Oh yeah, it's up now. <laughs> Can't remember how many times I've I've had to take that back, but here we are again. That's okay. All right. Most importantly, go to the website though and iTunes. Yeah, and definitely. Listen to it there. Write a nice little review. Do your thing. See you All next right, week, everybody. <laughs>